Do oral contraceptives help with ovarian cyst resolution? Let's take a look at the evidence now. Well, I've said it before. Ideas for the podcast come from either friends or family or other listeners of the podcast or from real-world scenarios. Yesterday, a good friend of ours sent me a message inquiring about the use of oral birth control pills for a 3-centimeter ovarian cyst, which was found on her pelvic ultrasound. This patient has a Mirena progestin-releasing intrauterine system in place. Her provider elected to administer or to prescribe three months of oral contraceptives to help the cyst resolve. Is this evidence-based? Well, let's take a look at this in more detail right now. All right, before we jump into the data, we have to remind ourselves that there's two different issues here. Birth controls being used to primarily suppress the development of ovarian cysts and then birth control pills being prescribed to help ovarian cysts that already exist to help them resolve. Now, oral contraception has long been known to be highly effective at suppressing the development, primarily, of ovarian cysts. In one study, the relative risk of developing an ovarian cyst was 0.22 for women taking an oral contraceptive compared with those not taking an oral contraceptive. But what about using birth control pills once a cyst has already formed? The last evidence-based systematic review to review this was the Cochrane Review from 2014 to 2015. Now, although oral contraceptives are commonly used by the community to treat existing ovarian cysts, the authors of the Cochrane Review sought to clarify whether this was even appropriate. Eight randomized controlled trials were included in the Cochrane Review. Although the studies were too heterogeneous to conduct meta-analysis, for most questions, results from these studies were consistent enough to draw several conclusions. Five trials looked at spontaneously occurring ovarian cysts, representing a combined total of 398 women. The largest study included 141 women, and four of the studies were conducted in Turkey. The original contraceptives used in these studies contained ethanyl estradiol combined with desogesterol or levonorgestrel. Individually, none of the five trials found a statistically significant benefit of oral contraceptive use against expectant management in expediating the resolution of these cysts. Three trials with a total of 288 participants evaluated the effectiveness of oral contraceptives for treating ovarian cysts in women whose ovulation was medically induced. Now, in these studies, ovulation was induced with Clomid, human menopausal gonadotropin, human chorionic gonadotropin, or a combination of those medications. Eligibility criteria for these studies included the presence of an adnexal cyst that was at least 2 centimeters in diameter. Participants were randomized to either monophasic oral contraceptives or expectant management. Problems with randomization, blinding, and sample size estimation were common in all of these studies. But nonetheless, no benefit of oral contraceptive use over expectant management was observed in any trial. 
All right, now here's a caveat. Remember that we said in our patient scenario that the patient had a progestin-releasing IUS, specifically the 52-milligram levonorgestrel-containing device, or Mirena. It is well known that that device, or any progestin-only contraceptive, is more likely to result in the unruptured ovarian follicle, usually defined as a simple cyst less than 3 centimeters in size. This is a known consequence of use of that medication and presents no pathological sequelae. These usually resolved over the course of two to three cycles. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, now before we get into the final conclusion of the Cochrane review, let's review the mechanism of action of how etronorgestrol and levonorgestrol help predispose a woman to unruptured ovarian follicles. The contraceptive effect of etronorgestrol and levonorgestrol mainly arises from inhibition of ovulation, although levonorgestrol-containing IUD is more of a local uterine effect. Now, this is achieved through direct suppression of ovarian sex steroid synthesis, suppression of the hypothalamic pituitary ovarian axis, and prevention of the mid-cycle LH peak. Now, this helps to maintain relatively low subovulatory endogenous progesterone levels. Remember that with levonorgestrel-releasing IUDs, about 20-30% to 30% of cycles are anovulatory, while the main mechanism of birth control is intrauterine. Now, regarding the ovarian effect, although follicular development and estradiol production is initially suppressed, ovarian activity slowly increases after about 6 months as suppression of FSH and LH remain incomplete. Now, in fact, over time, FSH and estradiol levels are almost normal, although follicular activity and coincident estradiol peaks tend to remain sporadic. So here we go. Because there is no LH peak to induce ovulation, there is a persisting FSH-induced follicular growth and delayed follicular atresia. Here it is. This predisposes the woman to the development of benign ovarian cysts. Once again, although we covered this with etronorgestrol, the similar mechanism exists for levonorgestrol. This mechanism can cause the unruptured ovarian follicle that happened to our patient in our clinical scenario. All right, now back to our review. Remember that a common finding in these studies included in the Cochrane review was that ovarian cysts that were not resolving within two or three cycles were often pathologic in nature. For example, in a 2003 study of 60 to 70 women randomized to oral contraceptives or expected management, 19 women had persistent cysts and subsequently underwent laparoscopy. Six of the cysts were serous cyst adenomas, four were endometriomas, and two were mucinous cyst adenomas, and one was a mucinous cyst adenofibroma. The remaining six were simple follicular cysts. So this reflects the general consensus that functional cysts typically resolve in 8 to 12 weeks. 
These findings are also consistent with current guidelines that recommend that ovarian cysts smaller than 50 millimeters, remember that's 5 centimeters, can be managed expectantly for up to three cycles and that oral contraceptives do not need to be used nor should they be used for treatment of ovarian cysts. All right, so there's our review regarding the most comprehensive review of oral contraceptive use prescribed for ovarian cyst resolution. So what does the evidence say? The evidence says that using oral contraceptives to help resolve ovarian cysts is not evidence-based. So remember, although birth control pills can help primarily suppress the development of cysts, their use once ovarian cysts are present is not indicated. If an ovarian cyst is complex, solid, or if the patient has other risk factors for ovarian malignancy, remember that patient selection and patient-focused therapy may be appropriate. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Clinical Pearls.